Hey, Road Trippin' fans, Homage t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time, and their softness can't even be matched. Homage has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Homage tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to homage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tea. Be sure to check out the NBA Jam Tees and one exclusively made for me and you. And because who doesn't love themselves a nice healthy discount, from now, get this, until the end of August, our exclusive Road Tripping NBA Jam Tee is 25% off if you use promo code ROADTRIPPING upon checkout. That's Road Tripping, not case sensitive, for 25% off. Hey, we're road tripping at homage.com. And we have another episode of Road Tripping. We got a big weekend this weekend, Geeter. Big, 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 big weekend. The granddaddy of them all, right? The Manhattan Open. The Manhattan Open. Beach volleyball. Of beach volleyball. People don't understand. For volleyball people, this is this is it. Well, I mean, volleyball's played literally all over the world. I mean, Paris, France, Brazil, Hamburg, Germany, huge in Brazil, Brazil, Japan, China. Uh, the World Championships were just in Vienna, but Manhattan is the place. I mean, this 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 tournament's been going on over fifty years, RJ. And when you win, you get your name on the pier. You get your name on your pier. You are immortalized forever, forever enshrined in yeah. Manhattan Beach. Yep. You know, you have the Hermosa Open. You have you have them all off, but everyone knows that this is the one. Like, why is it that volleyball is so big? Like, you played volleyball in college. You were the voice of the AVP for many many years. Why is it that Manhattan Beach? Is really just so it's so special when it comes to to volleyball. All the great players that have ever played this game, from Karch Karai to Mike Dodd, Tim Hovland, and on the female side, Nina Matthews, Kerry Walsh Jennings, Misty May Trainer, they all say if you could pick one tournament to win, it's Manhattan. Because back in the day when the sport uh, was growing in the '60s and '70s, these guys were like rock stars. The one tournament that really mattered, where everyone would come, it, it, it was like being in the NBA Finals for you. Yeah. Was was the Manhattan Open? Because that's where your name was forever enshrined. I mean, guys would trade. Tim Hovland has a great line. I would trade six Milwaukee's for one Manhattan. <laughs> for one Manhattan. That, is, that is a great line. No, it is so much fun. Like, the entire town. Mm-hmm. First time I ever met you was at the Manhattan Open. Yep. Uh, the whole town shuts down, right? And it makes it so, so awesome. It's just a special time. We've got April Ross here. We do. Would you like to introduce her? I would love that. Please, I'll, please. I'll, I'll let our audience know a little bit about her. Please, please. Because I like to tell people about her. Yeah. Because she is one of the greats to play this game. She is seventh all-time on the victory list with 55 open wins. She's a two-time Olympian, a silver medal in 2012 in London. She had a bronze in Rio in 2016. She grew up in Newport, went to Newport Harbor High School, played for a legend, Danny Glenn, won multiple state championships, went to USC, was a three-time first-team All-American and a two-time national champion. She is the best server to ever play female beach volleyball of all time. That includes the entire world six times domestically and internationally. She's been named the MVP, RJ. That's April that's, Ross. And, and, and counting. And counting. And but, counting. And we, okay, we've sat here and we've talked about where and what we think and what kind of 
the, the vision is of what's the best place. I say we hear it straight from April. April, thanks for being place to play in the entire world is literally and why can we just say the south bay because i'm kind of i'm kind of well, oh because you're a hermosa, hermosa guy hermosa is great too hermosa and manhattan i'm kidding but explain why it's different too the ocean's right there the sand is deeper it's a lot different than if you build a sand volleyball yeah so. just the vibe is so is so cool when you're on like a real beach where people enjoy coming to the beach because you could be on a real beach in New York and people don't go to the beach there so it's totally different like everyone loves being there like it's kind of a party scene anyways and so everyone brings just the best energy and we create this festival setting that people come and have a great time and can just cheer and party and and then go to Shellback afterwards. Oh, but, God, I love it that she um, talks about Shellback. It's just my favorite <laughs> I should be sponsored by them for this I, you, my, So my, should this I, So should I. I my <laughs> credit card stays there during Six Man the entire, entire time. I will say this. Ohio people, like you talk about, you can play beach volleyball. Ohio people love some volleyball. I had no idea. I had no idea because of this. One, there's a place right next to where I live called Felix and Oscars where they have like two random sand volleyball courts. I think I Snapchatted you. And then there's another place called Zazzles where they have like four or five sand volleyball courts and it's like a bar lounge and it's just outdoor. So as soon as that snow goes away, everyone's at Zazzles. Everyone's at Felix and Oscars playing sand volleyball. They have like little leagues and this. I've been wanting to play so bad. I just had because it's always either at the beginning of the season or in the playoffs when the weather's nice. So I haven't had a chance to play. I, I want April to jump out, jump in on this, but I've always had this love for Ohio because in my early AVP days, they had tournaments in Cleveland, and it absolutely raged. Then when you started playing, we would go to we'd call it the Cincinnati Open, but we would actually go to the the, the Linder uh, yeah, Tennis Center in Mason, Ohio. It was some of the most raging crowds that I've ever announced in front of. It, it got to 10,000 people inside that tennis center. Do you remember? It was after the Olympics and away. And, to, and it was yeah, insane. It was definitely we hot. play at night. Yeah. yeah, it was hot for sure. <laughs> but the fans in Ohio were incredible. They were. And I think there's so many young kids out there too who play um, and love it. And so it's really a family kind of deal. And everyone would bring the families. And yeah, the stadium was like full. And at night and um, all the tents, up, the VIP tents up top and... Um, that was one of my favorite places to play, for sure. And don't forget, the Ohio State University men's team just won a national championship. Did they Is really? It? Oh, yeah. They I, won a couple. Yeah. Great well, coach. Been there a long time. I don't really care about I don't really care about that. <laughs> you don't. You know what I care about? I care about women's sand volleyball i know you do and i really want to know what is going on that's what i care about yeah i really care about the avp and i want to know what the future has to hold because i love it i grew up i actually do talk about this a lot no we me and him argue all the time because i don't really give a shit about golf so when i'm like retired 40 and 50 i'll be playing sand volleyball not being out in the golf course for eight hours like with with old men I'd rather just be playing volleyball. So I care about the AVP. I care about the state of volleyball and where it's going and what the future holds. And I want my little guy to be like, he doesn't, he loves basketball, 
but he's starting to gravitate towards the volleyball and it's starting to kind of weird me out a little bit. It's starting to weird me out because I, I, know, I know he's going to watch me play more volleyball than basketball. Once you get the bug, it doesn't go away. I no. swear, anyone who's introduced to our sport falls in love with it and then just is hooked for yeah. life. And yeah. once you like play and you start to get good at it, like you just love it. Yeah. Where do you think the sport is right now? I mean, because RJ and I do talk a-, a lot about this. It seems like on the women's side, it's booming because it's now a college sport and the grassroots programs are growing. Do you see a, a, a big growth in, in the United States? Because that seems to always be the battle. How does this sport become lucrative? Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly. Like, I'm not a business person. I don't you know, know how it becomes lucrative. But definitely the level is growing. And you can see that so quickly from the NCAA. Like, I think everyone who's quali- – all the women who've qualified for AVPs in the last couple of tournaments are from – are college players from uh, the NCAA programs. But – you know, I, there's a lot of controversy out there right now about beach volleyball and the state it's in. And I think, you know, Donaldson is the CEO of the AVP, and he has a plan. He has a long-term growth plan. <coughs> and it seems like it's growing slow right now. And it doesn't, you know, it's never it's never to the point where the players want it, you know. And especially, like, me, I think I have, a you know, definitely a quad left, and I want to cash in now. You know, yeah. like, I want prize money to be, you know, super high right now. But I think the way that he's doing it to me makes sense. It seems like it's sustainable. It seems like there's internally generated revenue that's going to support the pro tour for the long run. Um, and if everything he's putting into place works and it seems like it's doing well and growing, then I think in the long term, you know, the kids coming out of college now are going to see the benefits of that. And I think it's going to be really strong for the long haul. So we were, we were talking, so like we do, we talk a lot about it. And do, the, do you guys have a union? No, we don't have a union. Okay. Now, I, I, I just found your president of the union is named Richard Jefferson. <laughs> yes, I, I, I can't wait to be future president of the women's uh, AVP. But I, because I care about the sport and I care about all sports, and I, I'm not here to put you on a spot. I'm just here to say from an outsider, like this is my 17th year in the league, and, and, and I've seen what uh, divided union, because we've had you know our president gone we've had our head of our union gone we had new powers in we've had lockouts we've had this we've had that so like i see it from like a a business slash athlete and the the power that athletes have especially when you guys are united is is so huge and i'm not here to tell you to go and do that but i know to help the growth of your sport and any sport players have to be united right and major league baseball great union nfl players association great union basketball is a great union and so one of the things and and i I believe uh son has a has a good plan but also i I think players need to have a plan i think players need to have an idea of where they want this to go and even a union can be something like hey look you get everyone donates 50 bucks you know, to do the paperwork. And if you're going to be a part of this, you have to pay $100 for a union fee every single year just to be a part of it. But I think that would be so huge for the sport if all the players got together and then had a voice because then you're not under the kind of, uh, under the, I don't know, kind of the hammer of what the owner says or what the event says. If the, if the, if the environment isn't right, if there's not enough safety, if, there, if it's just one person here or one person here, but if you have a head that can be like, hey, look, our player safety needs to be improved or our courts need to be improved or our nets or, or just the refereeing needs to be improved, you guys have so much power. And that was one of the things when I started looking into the sport and saying like, okay, 
I can see it's kind of going back and forth and there, there are some things, but the two things that I noticed was one, um, that there wasn't a union and, and two, I look back at the old ABA versus NBA. I look back at the old, you know, NFL versus AFL. And for, you know, you, you younger people out there, the NBA used to have a league called the ABA where Dr. J played in it. And they, they're the ones that invented the three-point line. But both leagues were competing. And it's just not sustainable. When you're taking one player here and one player to another league and you're competing, it's just it's, it's very, very tough to sustain it. And it's the same with the NFL. It used to be the NFL. It used to be the AFL. Once they joined, then they became powerhouses. And, you know, I don't know what's the story for the NVL but the in the AVP but it's going to be very very difficult for for them to be the dominant group which I believe volleyball should be and, mm-hmm. and back to the glory days without some sort of unity yeah and I mean we played around with uh unionizing this year before before the season started um but I think we went about it the wrong way and I think the the um place where beach volleyball is right now where we're trying to get to the point where it's lucrative, where, you know, Donaldson's making money mm-hmm. on the tour. You know, I think there, then there's maybe a point where we can kind of negotiate. And to the, to, for the most part, the players, it's not a huge group of players, and we all kind of come together when, when issues arise and mm-hmm. kind of um, work with the AVP to resolve those things. And I think despite what's kind of gotten out there in the media, the AVP has done a really good job of addressing the player uh, concerns from before this season. Um, but you know, like if there's not a lot of incentive for Donald son to, you know, continue on with this tour, you know, as far as making money, then, you know, I don't know like what us putting pressure on him necessarily. Like, yeah. And, 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 you know, I think us, the players getting together and talking and being on the same page and, and working with the AVP rather than, you know, demanding you do certain things I think is the right way to go about it. And they have come back on a lot of those issues and, and address those and, and are willing to change. I think TV is the stepping stone kind of for beach volleyball. Like we need to get on TV. We need people to enjoy watching it, to want to tune in. Um, That's going to, you know, bring in sponsorships and stuff like that. And I think a big aspect of getting that to happen is having, you know, the right, angles and the right coverage and when I was at world championships I watched a ton on TV it was on TV 24-7 um, and they had so many angles and it was just so interesting to watch and after something great happened they got all up close to like the team celebration and you could see the emotion on on the players faces and they you know slow mode all the great plays um, from at least four different angles and I think that's uh, that hasn't happened consistently especially um, in the U.S. So if we can get to that point where we're doing that, I think that's going to be huge for our sport. And they, another thing they did there that I thought was really cool was they had these sensors that they put in our uniforms. And I think they do stuff like this in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. But- They're just starting. The wearables are just starting to become kind of like a more popular thing where that you can track guys how much they run or just I think even that's if, so interesting yeah. yeah and especially like then you can see how hard it is in the sand you know and they can um you know they tell you how many calories you've burned and how fast you're going we gotta get her some jumping. snapchat glasses 
Can oh I get her the Snapchat goodness. glasses? Let her click and then let her serve and Ooh. play. Because I, I did that. I got the I got the glasses. I think last winter and then All Star Weekend we played and I played with the glasses. So much fun when you can see people hitting, blocking, diving, all the cha- all, yeah, just all the conversation. But you're right, the wearables I think is really really cool. And when it comes to like jump serving, I, you know, I said she was the best server of all time in, in, in the sport of beach volleyball. On the female side, I've never seen a player be able to attack from the service line like her. She jumps serves, she can hit it all different spots. I mean, Lane Young's was great, and, and I put April right there. Uh, so if you could see that from, from the way she's jumping and hitting, it'd be pretty sick. I've been working on my jump float. I've been working on my jump float. It's, really <laughs> it's such a funny thing for <laughs> male volleyball We're players. We're talking about her best serve in the world, and you got so excited because your jump float's getting better. I, my jump float's getting better. I literally, it's all about your contact spot. It's all, yeah. Hit it square and high, and a ball will well, dance like a tiny don't dancer. Don't follow through. You stop your hands. Yeah. Stop your hand. Okay, yes. that's what I We call I Elton John, tiny dancer. Just tiny dancer? Tiny okay, floats. because I watched Reed Pretty, uh, who was on our six-man team, the best player on the beach. He was amazing. And he had a really nice jump float. Yeah, was he's it, a gold medalist for the United States in 2008 indoor. Yeah. And what did, what did we say? He, he was trying to hit it to zone one, right? I don't know what the zones mean. <laughs> I'll do that on we'll do, do the that, that's podcast. A, I'll draw it out. There's six zones. I think there's like nine zones Well, now, now there's nine. nine but yeah. wow, okay, old school. Good, how good you're getting when they're like, no, we can really narrow this you down You know why? More. Because there's like a two and a three are the short serves. You could now do two, three seam, which is between those. Yes. You could do one six seam, five, six seam. So yeah, there are about nine zones. I just found out what a seam, uh, uh, a seam hit was, let yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. You should watch. Look at a smile you on his face. Watch, yeah, you need to watch. Ball. He needs to watch Evandro serve from Brazil. He was serving. Can, oh, go ahead. Can I tell but, you a funny story? Yeah. Luke Walton two weeks ago, after the World Championships, came out and all of a sudden he was <laughs> jump serving, and he kept going. I'm trying to be like Evandro because all they do they, they watch. He and his buddy Nate, our buddy Nate, watched nothing but the World Championships for days. Yeah. So he that. thought he could come out and be Evandro. He was not. <laughs> So so jump so, so jump funny that you say that because tell everyone who Evandro is. Evandro just won world championships, but um, he's what is he seven foot six ten mm-hmm. seven foot Damn. and he's just this goofy looking dude. But he from the from the service line he can just ace it anytime. He he was serving, I think I don't know I can't do kilometers to miles per hour or whatever. But he was serving over a hundred kilometers per hour. Damn. Yeah, and like untouchable. Like you don't see many servers on the men's side yeah. serving where the men can't make a reaction to like try and at least try and pass the ball. But he was serving and they couldn't move. Well, that's what they were saying is just because of the height that he's hitting the ball. It goes down. It goes straight down. Yeah, it doesn't so it's go like, up. Yeah, so there is no float. There is no read. It's just it's like trying to pass a fastball from a from a MLB like pitcher. I yeah. feel like on a on a beach volleyball court. I'm sure everyone's watched tennis. Do you remember? You know, we're watching Sampras or Djokovic when you Andy just Roddick. know they're gonna yeah. Roddick. When Roddick. you know they're serving, you're like, okay, this is gonna be a point. Yeah, it's the same thing in volleyball when he gets it going. It's like you can't pass it. I feel like you should try it. I feel like you might have a really good jump serve. I, I, the jump serve to me, I, let me go jump float. Right. Let me go jump float first. Let me go April Ross jump float. Right. I'm going to do that. And then we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into the action on the jump serve, because I feel like that's that's next level for me. Well, and for all you kids out there that are volleyball players, it's about the footwork, the toss like that all has to be consistent. You and then you will be hitting it from a high point snapping and it will be nasty, but it will take time. He's not going to do it overnight. No, no, no. I, but I don't know. The jump float. The jump float. Sometimes around, you can't like, do what you do April overnight. <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you can't like Greg. Picasso. Yeah. I started when I was 14. That was a while ago. Yeah, I started when I was 34. <laughs> so I'm not saying that I'm a little bit behind the gun, but I am. Can I tell you a great story about her? Please tell me. So we're in Miami. First beach volleyball event of the year. It's ratings, 2006. It's her rookie season. 
and she's playing with Nancy Mason or was it Jen Kessie? Jen Kessie. Jen Kessie at that time. Yeah. What was it your first final? It was your first final. Might have been your might have been 2007. It was your first final. I played the year before, but I was in the qualifier, qualifier. the entire so year. So this is her first full year. She gets into the final right away. And remember, at USC, she won titles. At yeah. Newport Harbor, she won titles. Her club volleyball, uh, Belbo Bay. They beat you. Orange, Co- oh, Orange County. They, he'll never, for, he'll never she, let me forget she, it. Yeah, they, they <laughs> she was you. a senior. I was coaching. Uh, they beat us in the national championship game. Uh, absolutely. You've lost quite a bit of national yeah, championship I've, I've won five, so that's good, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she she, she gets out there. Yes. Yeah. We throw it down to Sinjin Smith, who's a former phenomenal greats of all time. And he's doing the sideline. I don't remember So he interviews her right before, and he goes, hey, it's your first final, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, I've been in finals before. So her mindset, (laughs) and we all just thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Her mindset was like, no, I've I've been here before. But it was her first beach final. But she had, that's the kind, that's when I was like, I remember him throwing back to us, and I'm like, she's going to be one of the all-time greats. Like that mindset, you just can't teach it. You can't coach it. You either have it or you don't. Well, yeah, I can't speak for her, but yes, that is the mindset that you should have. It's like, I've been in a final before. Yeah. You know, my low league final was just eight <laughs> years ago. Yeah, crush that one. You want to go back and check that one? But yeah, that's a, I, I respect that. I lost that. a couple little league titles too. God. One of the key. It's not always about you. This is about April. <laughs> oh, it's not about. We're talking about, about a Vandro, and you're like, yeah. my jump, my jump float is getting good. Well, yeah, because I wanted to talk about yeah. April. By the way, this is your podcast. Floats. It is about you. I no, 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 no. It's not about I me. Take that it's not about. It's about April. It's about April. True. So sorry, sorry. Me, me and him go on these little bitty like, I like just it. rants I've, that we I've have. I've been around Geeter enough to know that Jeez. he does that a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's random. Uh yeah. So you know. Hey, what what else is going on? I like we talked a lot about volleyball because normally when we have athletes on here, we talk a little bit about um, about the sport. We're very passionate about volleyball, so we talk more. I love that. Yeah, but but we want to. We don't give a shit about volleyball right now. We just want to just talk to you about whatever. What you, what do you got going on? Best, so what, yeah, I was going to ask best party in the world yeah. when you're out there touring. Yeah, like oh where where, where do you look forward to going to? Well, this year has been so different for me. Um, normally, I like to get out there and I like to you know do well in the tournaments and then do well in the player party afterwards. <laughs> yes. Win <laughs> but, the party. Win the yeah. party. I mean, for me, I pl- I quit indoor volleyball because I just hated it, the way of life and all that. And I played beach because it's like, I love this culture. I love that I can like travel around and have a great time while pursuing, you know, my competitive nature and trying to be the best in the world. Um, so normally that's how it goes. But this year with all the drama leading up to the, to the season and then I, you know, partner split with Carrie right before and then I broke my toe I've been like so gnarly focused Mm. this year on just doing the best that I can and I've never been so motivated in my entire life and so um just focused on winning right now like I'm I after the Olympics I took a little break it was so intense that I was like I need to get out and I need to have fun and I need to like let loose and then as season started this year and going for Tokyo, I'm just like, this is going to happen. Like, I need to go and I need to win the gold and I need to figure out who I'm going to do it with. Um, it's called balance, right? Like, you needed balance, didn't I you? Needed... You got to have some fun. Oh, yeah. No, I firmly believe in balance. And I got my balance and I went past my balance. And now I'm bringing it back into balance <laughs> with the volleyball the... And, and that, and part. That's, that's the best part, uh, you know. For all of our dozens of listeners out there, and, and we have lots of uh, countries that have one listener, which we, we found that That's out. That was, it was we a lot. Have a list. We, we, we do. We have a list, and I should have broken out the list for all the, the countries. and, and the We have cities, so they have these analytics that are crazy. Uh, but, but what I'm trying to say is that you can go and you can train so hard in every sport. 
but you got to have a balance. But then you also got to bring the balance back sometimes, like you said, because yeah. you can enjoy, you can enjoy the fruits of your labor a little too much. And you're like, oh, OK, let me bring it back. Yeah. But what I've learned about myself is like I can't have balance in the moment when I'm competing, you know, like yeah. I can't be in a place and during the tournament, like go out and have fun. I can't be at the Olympics and like go see different events and like, mm-hmm. and do all this other stuff. Like when I'm in it, I have to be focused and it takes all my energy and I'm so intense about it that like, once I do get free time, then I have to like completely let go. So it's not like balance all the time. It's like focus, focus, focus. And then bring that balance in like towards the end. It's funny. We asked Lindsay Vaughn about, you know, if she wins gold in February at the Winter Olympics is what her goal is. Because like, she's not drinking she's right not now. She's not drinking right now. Like, what, so what are you going to drink? What are you she, well, honestly, like, they don't have another event. Yeah. So it's not till after. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're at that elite level, the mm-hmm. focus is, is one thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I have what, like... I've enjoyed my time. I've been playing for like 10, 11 years. I've had a great time and I have one goal left and I want to win that gold in Tokyo. And I think if that happens, when that happens, I'm going to be the opposite of Lindsay and be like, if there's another event, F it. (laughs) Let's rage. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We're going to rage at that point. All bets are off. But that's the way it should be. People don't understand the, the, the intensity and the focus and the bullshit that goes into it. I think, like in a sport like beach volleyball, the Olympics are everything, yeah. you know, in basketball, it's different, you know, it's the NBA championship. I, you can say what you want about gold medals. You can say what you want about world championships. You want to win an 100%. NBA title. That's it. Yeah. That's number one. Yes. Yeah, number one. And I think by far the Olympics are that for, for beach volleyball. So like everything just goes into that. And it's so like, I just can't explain the amount of stress that builds like as you're getting closer to the Olympics and how important that is for you. And then afterwards it's just like, Oh my God, like that was so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I was at, so I was in London and this is before I was a fan of volleyball before I became a fanatic. And I watched, uh, um, the, the London final and, Oh, it, it was it was one of the more awesome events because just seeing the venue that they had set up, that was seeing amazing. It, oh, it was amazing venue, just the whole walk up and everything around like that. To mm-hmm. me, that's what volleyball should be in right. every city you go to every event. It should just take over the city for that moment. And when you walk to the volleyball venue, it was it was surreal. It was amazing. And you see that being replicated a little bit more and a little bit more, I think, each year. Um, like, Austria was that. Mm-hmm. Austria was like the Olympics for World Championships. This weekend in Manhattan Beach, That it's going like to be that. like that. Like, yeah. it's going to be packed and it's going to be raging. Um, so I think, I think we've seen that it can do that. Yeah. We just have to... Can our fans see you on TV Sunday when you're in the final? Yeah, okay. we'll be on NBC Sports, I believe. Oh, that's awesome. So me and yeah. Geeter have a fantasy football league. Are, are you familiar with fantasy football at all? I've played a couple couple of times. Seahawks okay. are my, my Se- team. Seahawks, yeah. Seahawks are your team. Okay, so me and Geeter, we, we leave tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We leave tomorrow to go to Vegas oh. uh, for our fantasy football. Don't worry, I'll like be back. Like the league. In, yeah, for the league. Yes. For the league. So we'll Very be important. I'll be back on Saturday, so I'll be able to catch a few games on Saturday. And then we'll be there all day uh, And Sunday. then we'll be, all, be, be okay. there all day Sunday. Yeah, Can you so, get rich well, VIP passes? He does not no, want no, to. No, no, I did it one time, and I was. I you got know the number late. one question you don't want to hear? 
you're going into an AVP tournament is... Can I get something? Can I, oh, my can God. I get can something? No, but, yeah. Especially Manhattan God. Hermosa. God, Especially. No, no, but, I, I used to get hammered. No, I, I, I love hearing that from another oh, athlete. Because we talk about it all the time. Like, like during the NBA Finals or during the Super Bowl, they're like, oh, uh, can I get some tickets? And it's like, dude, look. I got shit to do right now. Last thing I need to do is be wondering if you got in or if this, this, or my cousin wants to come. Or It's like, I need to go win. I need to go focus. Yeah. I respect that. God. Yeah. It's just great to I hear think they athlete. underestimate like how hard it is to, to get those. Like you're asking for a favor. They, yeah. You know, you're not necessarily gonna have to repay, but like it's a it's favor. A favor. Yeah. It's, it's something that I'm gonna have to do. So Keith, yeah. don't ask for me. Don't ask I me. Know, I'll be I was fine. just kidding. By the way, you're you're not gonna you're gonna be fine. Oh, I'm gonna be yeah, just I'm fine. Gonna, I'm gonna get in. We we used to have oh, a funny thing. Oh, but for you guys, I'll do it. Oh, uh, remember <laughs> yes, before Thanks, every. Paper. By the way, my family's taking care of us. Oh, you you are you are. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is the guy you want to ask. So, um, before every playoff series, RJ and I would he would call and we would have a chat, and. uh so before the Golden State series that they won in 2016, we had, we had a chat, and, and, and when it got to Game Seven, I was just I I, I just I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted a ticket from someone and Luke and RJ and just I just never could press send because I knew I was not on that list to get that ticket, but it just was so hard to be like, can I? I just feel like you were close. I was close because you and I. What Because I remember you. I remember you saying, "Hey, you are are are, are you coming? He's coming." I was like. No, but I'm trying. <laughs> but I was like, I wanted to say I don't have a ticket. But it's like, because by the way, that was like the hardest ticket. Well, because it's one of those Game things. Game seven in the finals. Game yeah, seven. Oh, they, oh, by the way, when they were down, down, yeah. down again? We were, down, we were down 3 1. 3 1. But, yeah, no, it, it was. But I had, so one of my best friends, and my parent, my, my parents weren't there because my parents came out to game three and four. And I was like, look, I'm going to have you guys come out for game three and four. And then after that, I'll see you guys at the parade. Mm-hmm. Right. I said the same thing to my brother because I was like, I just didn't. I just wanted to keep the same routine. And 100%. Keep you everything yeah. And we going. all get that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like and so it's like you get there and I didn't know anybody in San Francisco. And like the day before I had one extra ticket and I was like, Lily. so I had to call my best friend, Eric, who uh, when I first got drafted, he moved there with me. And, uh, you know, just helped me get everything situated. And so he was at two NBA finals. Like, I lost in two NBA finals my first two years. So then I was like, E, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, do you want to come to game seven? And he was like, oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. By the <laughs> way, he was in the locker room after. I mean, it was a huge moment for, oh, for wow. Eric as well, which was really cool. And, and to be honest with you, those kind of games were like, I got RJ playing. We got Luke coaching. It's two phenomenal it teams. Was such, I loved watching it. Like, it was Father's Day. I, I, I mean, watching it on, on on a TV is not a bad thing because you get the replays, you get all that it stuff, and nice, I just want yeah. to be in the zone. It, it, was, no such, it was such bullshit, though, because we, me and Luke have, have been best friends for, for 20 years, and we have so many mutual friends that I would see, like, his brother in the stands. I'm like, I know you're not here for me. For, for me. <laughs> yeah. I would see one of our other friends, Peter, who, uh, for all you people that wanted to hear Peter in Chicago, uh, he was the guy that might have that was roommates with Josh Kroenke. Peter showed up, so he showed up because he's friends with me and Luke, and he knew no matter what he was going to get to see the trophy. So it was like whoever won. So when we won, he comes in the back, he's taking pictures with the trophy, and I was like, "You weren't rooting for me." He's like, "Richard, I, I was just rooting for a good game because I-, I knew I was going to get to see the trophy." I have yeah, because I have mutual friends that I play against yeah. on the AVP, and I know that I have friends coming to watch. And when I I just assume that everyone's rooting for me. You should. Yeah, you should. But everyone's friends with everybody. Yeah. And then like my sister gets all like kind of up in arms. Like she's in the crowd. She's listening. She hears it. And she's like, oh, can you believe this person was rooting for that person? And I'm like, it, at first I'm like super upset about it. But I'm like, but they're better friends yeah, than like yeah, me and this person. Yeah. But I still get so upset. You should be upset. You should be upset. <laughs> Especially so I've given tickets. Um, so this last year in the finals, uh, my wife's friend, 
uh, I had two extra tickets and um, I was like, yeah, I, I don't really know anybody that I want to bring out. I'm not going to have anybody fly out for this or whatever. And she was like, oh, well, my sister's or no, no, her friend's brother lived there. And I was like, OK, but understand this. <coughs> He's going to be in, in a cab section. So he cannot root for the Golden State Warriors. And I was like, because you're not going to put him next to like people's friends and wives and brothers and then be rooting. Because I'm not saying a fight will break out, but it's like, yo, as much as you guys are fans, this is our lives. Respect. This is our livelihood. And so it's like, I get it. You're a fan, but also understand where you're going to be sitting Mm -hmm. even if you're in the Golden State section. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's terrible. That's great though. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's got to be one of the hardest things for a, a true sports fan to like, control themselves oh, yeah. in a, a situation like that. You know, I've, all, I've said this as well, RJ, with beach volleyball, a lot of times back in the day, partners would always switch. So you'd go to different cities. You know, when you go, when you go to a Cavs game in Cleveland, you know, 99% of people are rooting for the Cavs. But when you go to a beach volleyball event, they're like, oh, I, I know Carrie and April. I know Carrie yeah. Misty. I know April and Lauren. But they don't know all the teams. So that's why I think it's always like Karch used to always have the biggest crowd. Because everyone knew who Karch was. Yeah, yeah. Carrie and Misty always had the biggest crowd. No matter where we went. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the, you know, things we need to figure out about beach volleyball too. Like how do people pick sides? Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how we do well, that, that. Well, that's, what's great about Hermosa Manhattan. When you're talking about the home events for where most of us live, Yeah. people have their friends and family and you know what side they're on. And that's when it yeah. gets fun because it's rivalries and heckling and that's when and it's a great it, sport. Yeah. Everyone's pretty educated. Like everyone plays beach volleyball and everybody kind of like follows it. And so they kind of know who, who they're showing up to root for. Yeah, I, I I just root for good plays, aces, scoops, blocks. That's we're, all I do. We're going to be chilling in the yeah, VIP section yeah, Sunday, too. Yeah, there, there's nothing better than watching a sporting event with no stress, right? And that, and, oh, the best ever. The best. That, that is the best. When you can just watch this and, like, I'm just here to enjoy it. My, my, my wife freaks out on me. They're like, I'm watching a football game because it's, it's 44 to 10, but I need seven more yards from David Johnson, and I don't know if he's <laughs> going to get the ball. And she just does not – get why it's that important uh, okay okay you know what i'm saying like, I, I, no, that's no, stressful. No, I, I don't care about your fantasy that's football stressful. team i really don't I'm i hope about how stressful sports can be when i, I just I, I don't i don't care about your fantasy football because i beat you in the championship by 90 points two years ago yeah but that was it was a lucky day it was a lucky that's week it was it was a beat down it was a beat down um and even though i named my team after one of your like infamous speeches uh i, I still burn the ships yeah burn the ships operation burn the ships that was the Is name of my six well his last year was thanks geet and and that bothered me because so uh, no, no let's go, go so we're no, no no so so we were playing we were playing and uh, I forgot what tournament it was. Maybe the Labor 4th of Day. July, Labor Day. Uh, so Geet overpasses, right? Overpass. And so as soon as I see him overpass, he tries I to throw up. It. it was an over. I, it, I, I tried to get it to Clint Cowell. Not overpass, it. like overset. Excuse me. And, and it went tight. And as he's throwing it down. It was no, no, no. I said it before. As soon as I saw it, I was like, and I was like, oh, thank you, Geet. Thank you, Geet. Just crushed the ball. We lost like seven. That was, that was game point. That's amazing. That was game point. It was game point. That's worthy of, of my a kids. fantasy, fantasy way, name. Like, thank you. I, I was not myself. By the way, the Labor Day tournament's kind of a big deal. You look forward to it. It's a Calcutta, so you buy teams, so you're invested a little financially. And it was just a horrible way to lose. And I was. Oh, that was the Calcutta. That was. That was in the playoffs. Yeah, it was in the playoffs, Ooh, and it's just a thank you, Geet. No one thank talked you, to me for hours because they knew. Because <laughs> they knew, and it and it was funny because there was enough people there watching it that they were just like, "Ooh, got Geet's the fight with the family, <laughs> kick the dog." Yeah, it was just it was just a bad. I'm gonna bump. put my name into the Calcutta this year. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> just to see, 
you know, I know it's an all men's tournament, but uh, I'm just gonna like no. throw my name in I there. I'll take. I'll take. Be the. Not only will she be, she will be the first female and the first female, first female A in the tournament. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. yeah, that would be so awesome. I'd love to have Breaking her on my team. Here. So everyone can yes. see you this weekend in Manhattan. They can follow you at yes, ABP.com. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, ABP.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. What's what's your Instagram? What's your what's your Twitter? Everything is under April Ross Beach. Beach. Yeah, because April Ross is long in. enough. And you go back a couple years, you could probably see us doing the worm together. Yeah. It's on there. Go back and find me and Peter doing need, the I need, worm and like it. Or leave uh, a comment. Will, or repost it. You win this. Will there <laughs> will there will there be a worm in Manhattan Beach after you win? I would say if I make the finals, I'll do it before the finals. Oh, so you gotta shut to, to the finals. And just point. Yes. Oh, we're yeah. gonna be there. We're gonna be rooting for you. So Abro, I, I I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate you coming on and supporting this from an athlete to athlete standpoint. Um, I also can't tell you how much me and Geeter have talked about this one interview and how excited we were because we are such beach volleyball fans and and the future of beach volleyball is is safe in your hands. So thank you for coming uh, to the Red Cup Lounge. I appreciate you and for another episode of Summer Road Tripping. I'm Luke Jefferson. Driven fans, I'm working with a t-shirt company that you may have seen around, Amish. They're the ones that are responsible for LeBron's ultimate warrior shirt and many of the college designs you see on tees. As they pay homage to great moments in sports and inspiring stories, go check out their NBA Jam tees at homage.com. You're sure to be inspired and will get a kick out of their special design of Richard and Channing. Get them while they're still in stock at homage.com. And better yet, from now until the end of August, receive our exclusive Road Trippin' NBA Jam tee 25% off when using promo code ROADTRIPPIN. That's 25% off when using code ROADTRIPPIN, not case sensitive, through the end of the month. Get them while they're hot at homage.com.